A Samaritan woman, nameless and shunned, meets Christ at the well of life, and like all of us who come face to face with God, encounters a judgment beyond her imagination. Richard Helmer delivered this sermon on the third Sunday of Lent, February 24, 2008, at Church of Our Savior, Mill Valley, California. In the name of Christ, at the well of life, amen. So what do you think of this woman at the well today, huh? She's something else, isn't she? Must have been an ordinary day when she, in today's gospel, started out for the well of Jacob. Like her ancestors before her, she organized her life around this place of water, this place as old as memory, where the essential ingredient of life could be drawn so that the daily tasks could be done and the rhythm would continue. It's a curious thing that the Samaritan woman has no name. For someone as important as her in John's purposeful telling of the gospel, it is indeed a curious thing. But perhaps as one living outside the mainstream Jewish tradition, she is an outsider's outsider, if you will. She is a reflection of those who live just beyond the doors of our realms of comfort. When she meets Jesus at the well, she must have been puzzled by the presence of this Jewish man at a Samaritan sacred site. He belonged somewhere else, not here, and not talking with her to be certain, and absolutely not asking to share a drink of water with her, for Jews and Samaritans share nothing in common. Yet Jesus demands a drink. And then he talks to her, a Samaritan, and a Samaritan woman at that, a person that any faithful Jew of his day would have carefully avoided in the best of times. She is, after all, a bit of a heretic. And she clearly has a reputation, oh yes, which Jesus almost matter-of-factly puts on the line after baiting her a little bit. So what's he doing with that? Is he demonstrating omniscience by telling her that she has been married five times and is now living in a relationship without benefit of marriage? Or I kind of like to think he probably overheard gossip at or near the well. It was a public place, after all. And Sychar would have been a bit like Mill Valley, where everyone knows everyone else's business, right? Certainly in her own time, and even to our 21st century ears, she's a bit of a misfit. She arrives around noon when all the other women have probably gone, 
And that means she's probably been shunned by her neighbors. So there's good old Jesus being polite as always, airing her dirty laundry for her. And her response has a little more than a hint of sarcasm. I see, sir, that you are a prophet. Who wants one of those sniffing around the place, right? Her journey with Christ begins with her dirty laundry. This sort of scandal at the center of her life. But Jesus sees deeper than that. When you've been married five times and you're living with somebody who isn't your husband, there is something going on there. And it's not about marriage or adultery. Jesus knows rather that she is seeking something. Clearly, she is bold. She talks to Jesus almost as an equal. Maybe her problem with men in general is that she simply speaks her mind. She is a seeker. She is looking for relationship in a world where women are viewed more as property than persons. And she has yet to find what she really needs. And then in the great theological conversation that ensues, she finds much more than she thought she needed. This is more than just cleaning her dirty laundry. This is about water rising up to eternal life. This is about Messiah looking her in the face with a kind of judgment she least expects. She expects the judgment she's received from her neighbors. She expects to be shunned, to be rejected. But instead, she gets this message. God is not found uniquely here at the well, nor is God found in Jerusalem. The Samaritans with their traditions, nor the religious elites of ancient Israel with theirs, have a lock on the kingdom of God, Jesus tells her. No, God is to be found everywhere even in the human heart, in the deep places of life within. No matter how solid our lives have become, Jesus says, I will give you water that springs up to everlasting life, and it will begin in you, a woman of Samaria, a woman with a lot of dirty laundry. Because you see, God is even amongst our dirty laundry, our secret scandals, and our darkness. Most of all, in our thirsts for that which will not satisfy us. It's almost a throwaway line in today's gospel, but do you notice that the woman leaves the jar when she goes back to Sychar? She leaves it behind.
My brothers and sisters, we are, of course, each in our own way, the Samaritan woman who has come to the well. Alone and sometimes feeling like an outsider, we encounter a stranger, a foreigner, this Christ, who seems to know more about us than we might or should want him to know, including all of our secrets, the dirty laundry we prefer not to air in public, the scandals, whether little or great, that mark our lives and remind us, needle us, that we are imperfect and unworthy. Because you see, all of us show up to the well of life sooner or later to take a drink. We have to. It's in our nature, it's in our bones, in our genes, to ask the questions of why and what for. We desire to know where we are going and what to do about the rough edges in our fragile existence. We thirst for the mysterious water that might give us insight into where we came from and where we might be headed. And yet we often turn to things that will not satisfy that thirst. And we hoard them. And yet the message is that Christ is there at the well of life waiting for us ready to engage us, to call us, to reforge us with words we don't expect and insights we can scarcely imagine with a judgment that lies beyond our way of judging. Part of the grace we receive, a big part of it, is that we are called away from our old selves and into new ways of being. We begin by thirsting for the water that will not satisfy us, and then we discover, because Christ meets us there, that we are given water that springs to overflowing into eternal life. God in Christ starts out with the raw material of our misdirected thirsts and then nourishes us with the living water that rises up from within. We are cleansed from the inside out, often to our great surprise. Yet often, like the woman at the well, we've been searching for a long time for someone else to cleanse us from the outside in. But that's not how God works. So we are set on a new path with a gospel that frees us and helps us to free others just as the Samaritan woman was freed and was able to leave the jar behind. Perhaps like the people of Samaria, we will ask Christ to stay with us a time and at last learn from our own hearts what it means to declare him Messiah, son of the living God. Amen.
Thank you for listening to this sermon podcast from the Episcopal Church of Our Savior, Mill Valley, California. We are a growing, welcoming community for those seeking to deepen their relationship with God and to journey in faith with God's people through the breaking of bread and in service to others in Christ's name. You can reach us by phone at 415-388-1907 or visit us online at OurSaviorMV.org. That's O-U-R-S-A-V-I-O-U-R-M-V for Mill Valley dot org. We wish you God's peace, and we hope to be able to greet you in person very soon.